Welcome to the Toxic Google Podcast, where great minds meet. I'm Jillian, bringing you this week's episode of the podcast. Toxic Google brings the world's most influential thinkers, creators, makers, and doers all to one place. Every episode of this podcast is taken from a video that can be seen at youtube.com slash toxicgoogle. Nick Frost, Lena Headey, Florence Pugh, Jack Loudon, and WWE wrestler Paige join us to discuss their latest movie, Fighting With My Family, which was released in theaters on February 14th, 2019. Based on a true story, the movie follows Paige and her brother Zach as they are born into a tight-knit wrestling family and their opportunity to try out for the WWE. But when only Paige earns a spot in the competitive training program, she must leave her loved ones behind and face a new cutthroat world alone. Moderated by Mike Abrams, here's the cast of Fighting With My Family. Hello, hello everyone. Hello. Well, thank you all for being here. Um, let's start with, can you mind doing a brief introduction, who you are, who you play, um, where everyone recognizes you from? Uh, hello, my name is Nick Frost and I play Ricky Knight. Are we done? Yeah, uh, if oh. you don't know where I'm from, Google me. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> my name is Paige and this, uh, this movie is about my life and don't Google me. <laughs> 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 um, I'm Florence Pugh and I play her in life all the time uh, Lena Headey I play Paige's mum back there and I'm Jack and I play Zach the brother who's also over there <laughs> ominously lit <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrifying. genuinely is so, so Paige let's, let's kick this off with you for, for many of you that on Come on, Grandad. Um, for many of you that don't know, there was actually a TV documentary that was made about your family that kind of started a little bit of this uh, picture. What's it like uh, at this stage in your career, very early on, young, to have a TV documentary and a biopic about you, you know, with The Rock? Well, when it comes to the documentary, I was uh, very used to being in front of the camera because, you know, my mum and dad loved to do a documentary or two growing up. So uh, me and Zach were kind of used to that kind of stuff. We didn't realize that the documentary was going to be so successful. So uh, it won awards and we were really happy about it. But again, you don't think anything of it after that until um, Dwayne approached me one day and, and said like, hey, we're going to make a movie on you. And that's like so bizarre to me. It's very surreal. So um, yeah, it's and it's very strange uh, to see a girl playing you too and and she just did such a fantastic job she made me look so much better than I actually am and um I'm just really thankful for the cast too they're absolutely incredible apart from Nick <laughs> <laughs> she's kidding <laughs> she's kidding now, now for, you didn't get to meet Paige uh until after the shooting so what was it like you know being able to uh to pick someone who's who's real, who's alive, who's still very much in kind of the early stage of the career, um, to build your own character that was you and not necessarily just an impersonation of Paige. So many questions in that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't meet her. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a slight cough. I didn't meet her until about three weeks ago, um, which I think now looking back on it, I'm quite glad I didn't because I think I would have been studying you probably a bit creepily. Um, but at the time, Paige was 
injured and she had a neck injury and couldn't fly over and we started filming so um we were just in contact all the time uh very odd playing someone that's uh, not only alive but only a couple of years older than you and this only happened a couple of years ago so she doesn't need her memory refreshing she knows about it all so I suppose um you just have to kind of take that opportunity and hope that you're not going to offend or uh, most of the time you hope that you're going to do the story justice um and and also I suppose make sure that I find some piece in that storyline that I I need to tell as well so you have to make some sort of amalgamation and then just fingers crossed because she can wrestle so you hope she doesn't find it <laughs> offensive <laughs> it's a true story yeah <laughs> and along those same lines you were able to watch a lot of YouTube and film because of so much her being on stage on TV how much did you prep and watch for that I mean that's the best thing about playing a, a famous wrestler is that every single fight she's ever done is on there and even the documentary was just so um helpful to use because you can see what she was like when she was younger and and around her family and how they spoke um and, and actually getting the accent down that was really handy to watch the documentary jack you play the brother kind of um very, very big part of this, take a lot of the emotional toll through this. Uh, I'm curious about, with you doing a, a big core of the wrestling, how much training went into, um, how much of the stunts did you do uh, to prepare for, for such a physical role? Um, quite a lot. I, I, I was, uh, um, Zach is a big lad, as we call him back home. Um, he's a unit, like he's, there's just a lot of Zach. Um, and I, I, I really wasn't. I was sort of wafer thin and kind of pathetic looking and <laughs> told that very quickly by our director that um, I needed to sort of, there was a lot of work to do to kind of do him justice. Um, so then the arsehole gave me six six weeks to do that. And um, so I had to eat like four or five meals a day. I was given a trainer, a CrossFit training, which is um, mental. Uh, and I did that twice a day. So did Flo. Um, um, so I'd get, uh, the, I remember the first day I did it actually, um, I mean, I barely did anything in the grand scheme of things, but went home and I fell asleep at three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm on, I was only 26 at the time. So that's, that's quite embarrassing. But I, um, I did, I, I ended up putting on two, roughly two stone. So I went from sort of 79 kilograms to about 90 kilograms. Um, but that still wasn't even anywhere near the size that Zach was. He's just he's huge. Um, but, uh, and then we were lucky enough to go over to the NXT in Florida, um, for a week, a week and a half and do some training with some, um, some guys that were like they were, they were all like like 60 75 years old um and sort of all walked around with their hands behind their backs and it was all disapproving looks and sort of very little information and um it, it was wonderful though and there was it was just hilarious that you had all these professional wrestlers going through all their moves so beautifully and then f me and Florence Pugh just sort of huffing and puffing and <laughs> uh, but but in, you know in a good way I think but <laughs> but no it, it was it was very very difficult but very enjoyable to to try and get near the sort of size of Zach and it does even just aesthetically obviously it helps but it, it I loved um the way it felt to sort of carry yourself being bigger than that I've always dreamed of being anywhere near that size and <laughs> it, it was uh yeah my favorite thing one of my favorite things about playing him but the emo the emotional storyline of it. This is the f this is I'm realizing as I'm speaking. This is the first time I've spoken about this in front of the real Zach. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit a little bit a little bit weird. But um, uh, his his story is actually 
remarkable. Yeah, let's get into that. I mean, that's a, a big part of the movie is the emotional storyline of not being selected and then new a new baby, uh, a lot going on there. And you kind of carry the emotional roller coaster of, of the character throughout the movie. Um, how did you, you know, I guess, prepare for that and cover that while also doing all the physicality of the wrestling aspect? Um, I, I, I think it's a, a really cool thing that's that, that, that it's being explored and I think um, he, he's um, an incredibly honest human being and um, I think everybody's probably dealt with to some extent in their life a dream that they had um, and it may be not coming true and um, I think we, you know, in this script I hope it's sort of true enough to, to, to what actually happened but, you know, it hits that quite hard in, in, in the film um, and as an actor, you know, I've obviously, all of us have experienced that where there's a brilliant scene in it where he, he brings up um, the the guy who auditioned them for the WWE basically to say, give us another go. And I mean, I've definitely thought of doing that um, after auditions that I've that have gone horrendous, horrendously. Um, and so it was quite cool to do. It really, really was. It made it made it really interesting. I love that scene. Too. It's 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 and and scene. well it, I I'm glad it was because um, it it um the I did it with a guy who was lying in the footwell of the car. <laughs> He's in that scene. There's this little Canadian bloke <laughs> lying there, like squeezed up like that with sides, with uh, giving me utterly nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I had to stick my finger in my eye and uh, <laughs> do all the fake crying I and, could. And Zach was on set with you a lot, so you got to kind of work with him and, and meet him throughout the. Zach's, Zach's in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an even weirder moment where um, Zach plays a drug dealer in the film, <laughs> uh, uh, and I, t- I I pull up in a van and look at him, uh, and he says something to me. So that was utterly bizarre, mm-hmm. um, uh, really really weird. But um, he's I, I, I he, he's a remarkable human being, and I went up to Norwich. I was given a chance to go up there and watch him um, run the WAW, which is their their company. And for me, it's better than the WWE. Um, I'm a massive fan of of amateur and semi pro sport. I'm a big semi pro football fan back so, uh, soccer ball uh, back in the UK. <laughs> um, and and I, I people who have that much passion and who do it for you know a tenth of the money even no money I think is in my opinion way more impressive um, and I think what he's done and he's such a an enormous part of his community um, I, I really take my hat off to him he's amazing yeah and teaching a blind wrestler is a big part of that too in the, in the movie yeah and that that's a verbatim true story he, he taught he taught a blind kid how to wrestle um <laughs> You know, I think what you think you've done, you think you've done something well in life, and then someone tells you that a human being taught a blind kid how to wrestle. Like you're really not trying that hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, I want to I want to touch uh, on the the father figure, uh, Ricky, who talks multiple times about being a a violent crime offender of going to prison for violent crimes. You've done a lot of comedy. How did you take that character that has kind of a rough around the edges, but also is the cornerstone of the family and, and really doing what's best for them and, and bring your version? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm always keen to point out that, you know, comedy and drama are not mutually exclusive. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's comedy in everything, even um, funerals. You know, that's, I don't think you can just be funny and not feel the other emotions uh, that a human m- may feel. Um, I think R- Ricky was a dream for me to play, really, because it's 
as an actor, it's everything you really want to be. You want someone who's a bit funny and is emotional and is a lunatic. Uh, he, he, he was a treat. And I kind of, I mean, meeting Zach, Zach and stuff today and, and getting to know Paige a little bit and seeing the documentary, I, I mean, they're a lot like my, my own family, you know, my own brother was a lot like Zach. He was a bit of a loony, um, <laughs> but with a with a good you know good heart, good egg. And um, I think with Ricky, I like the fact that you know so often you see a character who's bad or who has made a mistake, and there's not much redemption. And I like the fact that you know yes, he did that and he was those things, but he's also a passionate father and and husband and I guess dynamite in the sack. Um, <laughs> <coughs> Mum's nodding. nodding. Mum, stop yes. nodding. Mum's nodding. nodding. Oh, God, you're nodding. Why are you nodding? <laughs> um, but he's a, he's a dream to play for me personally, because especially with Stephen, um, the director, you know, he was he was keen that, you know, I had a little something in and I didn't want to do an impression of Ricky. I wanted to do a kind of uh, an impression of of who he was as a man, you know. Yeah, and so you bring up Stephen and a lot of the dialogue. I mean, it's very quick, very witty. Uh, how did you kind of embrace that and and bring that into the piece? It was there was so much back and forth. We saw a couple of the jokes, the Vin Diesel joke, and all these other pieces in there that that you that you throw in. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's quite limp on the page, and the actors really bring it to life. I think. I <laughs> know, um, <laughs> uh, you know, Stephen wrote a great script, and we had fun, and we had the time to muck about and. You know, once you've kind of honoured what has been written, there was always time for uh, something looser or an, uh, an improvisation or if one of us had a, a, better, a better idea or, you know, we were allowed a voice and that's always... Plus, I think we like each... We all like each other and the crew so was great and I yeah. think it... Some of us like each other yeah. and the crew was great uh, and I think that, for me personally, that gives you an ease and the fact you kind of trust people enough to put a bit of yourself, leave a bit of yourself out... Um, out there, you know. I mean, what bit is? Yeah. Also, Sometimes what? it was just liquid. <laughs> but other times, spirit and heart, you know. But a lot of liquid. Yeah, I, I, yeah just to, to say that Stephen really transport. He 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 took away from the documentary and put it onto page really well. I think that was something that stood out to me was watching the documentary and falling in love with that family was e exactly the same as the way that Stephen had put it down. And I think as a testament to say how, how good he did with, with the script. So, Lena, I want to ask you, you know, we talked about bad characters. You're pretty famous for playing a bad character on TV. Uh, what was it like kind of taking the TV uh, big hit and playing into a movie and a mom and someone who's here uh, and is a, a character and, and kind of embracing her role? Um, I well, I'm such a big fan of Julia. I think she's an incredible woman, and I watched a lot. I watched the documentary, and I watched um, interviews that she did, and she's had a really interesting, sometimes tricky history, and so she's such a sort of powerful, resilient person. And I, like Nick said, it's like you don't want to do like an impersonation; you want to do. Uh, you want to portray someone with respect and bring in who they are at the core. And all these characters are such big, joyous, honest people that fuck up and do really well. And nothing's hidden. Like everything's just out on the table, which is why you can't not fall in love with them. Mm. Um, and I didn't want Julia to beat me up 
So <laughs> and how much training did you two go through? I mean, you definitely have scenes in the movie where you're in the ring, and did you do a lot of uh, training for the for the wrestling part? We wrestled, yeah, didn't we? We all had we wrestled. together, and we tongue wrestled. It was good. I was always, <laughs> I like wrestling. I was a keen wrestler, keen amateur wrestler. I wrestled men uh, in pubs and privately in my own home, um, and I, I'd always loved wrestlers' boots. I was always fascinated. I was always like, oh my God, their boots are amazing. And then when we started to do the film, they said, so we're going to make you all handmade wrestling boots. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. But just to kind of get boots on and, and have a wrestle. And the, the ring was very hard and noisy and squeaky. And it was great, right? We had fun. Anyone? Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. I was saying earlier, I can recognize everyone by smell. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so, Paige, when you saw the film, you know you have this amazing cast. Did you, you know, how did you feel that they depicted your family? Uh, oh, they killed it. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting up stage on stage with them, um, or it's about my story. But they they really did kill it, kill it because you know 95 uh, of the the movie was very true to story, and and they didn't get to spend any time with us like at all, apart from you know uh, Jack a little bit with with Zaggy Boy over there. But um, I just thought. It was, it was, I cried my eyes out. Like the first time I watched it, like I could, I blubbered everywhere. I couldn't get through the whole movie because I was just crying because I was like, these guys are just like, it, it's so perfectly done. And, and Stephen did such a good job on the script enough with like, uh, so if, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not yet, or you're about to see it, but they say some pretty crude stuff, right? Some crazy stuff. That's just something familiar. But Stephen said like, all he had to do was pretty much follow my parents around with a notepad. <laughs> and the, the script pretty much wrote itself. And people always think that it's not real, but that's literally who they are. And, and these guys just absolutely killed it. And the thing that broke my heart the most was seeing Jack did such a good job playing my brother. And the wonderful part of Zach's story is the fact that it kind of shows you that you don't have to be six, uh, successful in the way it shouldn't be measured. Your, sorry, your level of success shouldn't be measured by how famous you are or um, how many people you have on Instagram or how many cameras are in front of your face or how many people you're doing interviews in front of. Success is is reaching a goal that you set for yourself. For, for, for example, Zach wanted a family and now he has two kids and Zach wanted to train disabled children how to wrestle and now he has someone with Down syndrome who wants to learn how to wrestle, someone who's blind who wants to learn how to wrestle, you know, and uh, also you want to be part of my dad's company, which, you know, if you guys want shares, uh, my dad said they're available. Um, I've got the paperwork in so my bag. <laughs> I, f I feel like Jack just portrayed that in such a wonderful way and it just, it just completely broke my heart, especially that scene. It was absolutely incredible. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to call Jack and be like, I'm so sorry, dude. But, <laughs> but yeah, they just did such an incredible job and I'm sorry, that answer was really long, but um, I loved it. Another big theme in the movie is, I think The Rock said, uh, says a line, but uh, don't try to be the next me, be the first you. How did you embrace that? I mean, when you came on stage uh, being you know, from, from Norwich and with all the, the models and the different pieces <laughs> in the movie that you kind of... Yeah, I was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah when, well, when I first came over here, like uh, I didn't know anything about makeup. I was wearing my brother's hand-me-downs and... Uh, and I didn't know how to brush my hair, still don't. And it was just, it was very strange. I was a, I was very insecure. Like I was confident enough to know, okay, I'm going to be in the WWE and I'm, I'm going to fight till I make it. But it's another story once you come over here to a different country. It was big culture shock and, and it was just so different because the women were so beautiful. The kind of ones that you see in slow motion with smoke machines and doves flying behind them. And they're just like, ha. Ah. And I'm just like, damn. And then there's me in my frumpy jackets and baggy clothes and like smell probably really bad. You know, like they're just 
so beautiful. And so I was really insecure. Um, but the one thing, even though I was super lonely, I didn't have any friends when I first came over here. Still don't. But, um, the one, <laughs> fuck. Um, no, but the one thing that, uh, I did have was my family and they just made me feel like I was, um, very unique. In that case, I was there. And, uh, someone told me before that being yourself is your superpower. So, um, I kind of took that and was like, I tried to be something I wasn't, which is when I lightened my hair and took my piercings out and got tan, which is so strange for me. Um, but uh, I kind of took that after a couple of months of being there and crying my eyes out and like embracing it and being like, you know what? Fuck you. This is me. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just how it was. And then uh, I kind of ran with that. And now we're here. <laughs> so there's a lot of about perseverance, wanting to quit. I think that's very um, relevant, too, for the acting world, where it takes a lot to kind of get to that level of success. How did that uh, storyline kind of play to you as, as uh, actors in your career? Open-ended for any of you. <laughs> um, I, 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 it, it obviously plays a, a massive part. You know, you, you're not saving lives doing this. Um, you know, you're... You have to enjoy it. In my opinion, you, you're, you're obliged to enjoy it. It's your responsibility to, to enjoy it. And um, it's remarkable how often, um, I, I'm probably not speaking for just me either. It's, it's remarkable how often it's not enjoyable when, because it's so about y you, this profession. It's so you, it's not like what you do. You can't do your work and then stand back and people can look at your work. It's, it's you. And um, I totally took that for granted before I got into this and sort of it's gotten easier and harder at the same time um, so it's exactly what these guys do you know the what they do is the, the perfect combination of, of sport and drama it really is I, I, it honestly is the best night out I've ever had mm -hmm. when I went up there it, it's 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 tremendous and it's full-blooded as well you know a lot of people in our profession get like a lot of credit for being method or going deep and all this kind of you know stuff that they like to say that makes them sound a lot sexier than they actually are but like if you want to see going deep you go and watch go and watch the waw like the like their commitment in front of an audience is is extraordinary and also you know it to do what they do and not in front of an audience that's that much bigger than the audience we have now like you know the WWE with all due respect they're in front of 20,000 people it's probably quite easy to get jacked up and get into it but to do it in front of um, you know not a great deal amount of people is is even more impressive you know and it's kind of like doing you know, the, a fringe show at the Edinburgh Festival when you do a play in like a cafe, like it's a lot, it's a lot, lot harder. So like the, the respect level is huge for what they do. Anybody else have any thoughts on that topic? <laughs> no. Yahoo. Yeah. No. Okay. I think Jack covered it. Jack covered it. Perfect. Um, so. So what was it like having The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's involvement in this? There's a lot of parallels to his family uh, and to your family. How much of that, having him being a producer on this, um, played into a little bit more of like the overall wrestling family kind of piece of this picture? Uh, is that an open question? Open-ended question. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Me? Oh. I never met The Rock until last week, yeah. so I was really nervous. I'd never. I was a big fan, and I was a fan of The Rock for years. And then I kept talking to the producer, kind of saying, "Hey, is The, is the Rock ever going to come down?" Or yeah. hey, The Rock didn't ask about. The Rock's never seen Hot Fuzz, has he? You know, just keep dropping hints and stuff. And 
<laughs> he never got in touch. <clears throat> but so then I saw him like last week at Sundance and I was fairly nervous and, and um, I practiced three or four different versions of how I would meet him. And then in the end, when you're faced with such a colossus, uh, all that falls to the side and you're just left saying, hey, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was kind of all I got out. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean... He looks good in the poster. <laughs> that he wasn't there for. Um, <laughs> did you did you send him your Jumanji audition tape? No, I keep mentioning Jumanji two a lot, <laughs> hoping that some there will be some kind of trickle down casting. But I haven't heard. I haven't checked today, but I haven't heard whether or not. I mean, I think they're starting to fill up their roster of actors. I know Danny Glover. Recently got cast, but... I, I met him at Sundance briefly and he didn't know who I was when I was leaving the... And we did it, I went, hey, and he went, hi, and like, hi, and I went, uh, that, was, that was my exchange. In all seriousness, though, he did work... Um, uh, sorry, but I'm, I'm going to give him some good, good things now. <laughs> like he um, needs help. He needs a bit of help. Um... Uh, Jack and I worked with him obviously on, on our first day of shoot he did the scene where he shouted at us for 40 minutes um, and yeah it was it was fun he's really big uh, he eats a lot and I keep on saying that he he looks really smooth because he does look really smooth <laughs> Um, but no, we had a great time and we were both just so amazed by how he, he basically went away and wrote that and then we exchanged lines to figure out what we were going to say and then he walked away and came back 20 minutes later and he knew this huge monologue promo and he just basically barked at us. It was amazing. Um, and then also towards the end, I, I did a, 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 the pages fight in the Staples Center um, after Monday Night Raw and he was very much in involved with the wrestling, so that was um, really lovely of him. And uh, yeah, those were the times that we worked together. <laughs> so I, I do want to open up to audience questions. So if people want to line up, we have two mics on both sides. Um, while people are lining up, I, I have a, a fun question for you. Um, there, if you were, uh, this is more for the cast since Pager has already been picked. Well, excuse me. Um, if you were a WWE wrestler, what would your stage name be, and what would your <laughs> What would your uh, finishing move be? <laughs> Lena has a really good one. It's called Choo Choo. Yeah. She comes on Choo Chewing. It's like a locomotive. And my, uh, my fuel is farts. Yeah. <laughs> and I just release one long deadly choo, one. Choo Choo. Choo Choo. I don't have to touch anyone. No. Has that ever been eat, done in the WWE? No. Oh, actually, um, Natty, which is... Um, uh, she, she's a heart. I want part of the Heart Foundation. She had to fart on screen a lot and not notice the fact that she was farting, but Vince thought it was hilarious. So she had, she had to do it for months. So it's so, like, so much. She's standing in front of people. She's like, Brrr. and that was all she had to do wow. for like months. She got paid to fart. But did they have like a thing in her trousers where smoke would come out? Because that's Imagine, how Chuchu no, would No, WWE's right? not Chuchu's that dramatic. got green gas. Imagine yeah. calling your dad and being like, dad, dad, I did it. Yeah, I'm playing the farter. Thank God they're not making me queef. No. <laughs> I knew Mum would like that one. <laughs> Anybody else have a wrestling name? No. Um, I, I I would be called Rump Steak. 
Um, and he wouldn't be so much of a, a wrestler. I, th- I I thought he would just be around the ring, uh, dressed in like a dressing gown. A dressing gown. It's it, it comes from my prison name. If I went to prison, I was told that I would be known as sort of rump steak and sort of passed around. <laughs> In, in a sort of chewy kind of way, and I kind of think uh, I kind of think Rump State could fill that kind of spot in a wrestling. So he's not featured; he's just always there at every single wrestling match, and he just walks about in a in, in a dressing gown, and he and it's just sort of when he's given the signal, he just comes on, and it's just there just to be used in any way. Does he cook you steak? No. Can I just say, hearing that, like never ever do anything wrong. <laughs> well, N- never do anything that sends you to prison. No. Just having heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It I sounds was... like you had something awfully traumatic happen to you, and this <laughs> is something your brain has invented to cover it. <laughs> I just think it'd be good. I, his, his wrestling uh, uh, alter ego reminds me of, of the alter ego that I came up with in case I wasn't Paige. And it was me and Renee Young, and we said we would dress in dressing gowns, so I don't know if I'm stealing your gimmick a little bit, but we would be called the sleepers, and we'll put you to sleep, mm. and then we'll give them uh, burns on their wrists and be like, you just got a case of the melatonin. <laughs> uh, and then you'd be like, are you ready for your wet dream? And then... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, you could, I'm not going to tell the rest of it. It didn't happen? No, unfortunately, no, no, it didn't no. sell. <laughs> but... It's an idea. Yeah. But you can join. I, think, I, I definitely think there's a gap in WWE. I think there's a market yeah. for something a little bit more highbrow like that. <laughs> Do you have... Uh, I think we've filled enough to allow the question... <laughs> One person lined up. To... Oh, he's there on he a stage. Got a light. Uh, first off, thanks for coming out, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm someone who grew up kind of watching like the Attitude Area. Uh, Attitude Era of WWE. So there was a lot of cool crossover. It's cool that The Rock is in this. Uh... Were there any other stars from WWE that were on set helping out that didn't make it on camera? Oh, I, I don't know that part. I just know the ones that were on camera. And The Miz, he gets in everything. So, of course, he was on there. <laughs> Freaking Mike. Big Show's Sheamus in here as well, and right? Big Show. And, um... But we had that, that was the one day. So when we shot at um, Monday Night Raw, we were there and we were kind of just milling about waiting for our opportunity to go on after the show was over. So Stephen was literally just going down the halls being like, hi, anybody want to be in the film? Please be in the film. And so all these and like... Vince Vaughn walked past. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I'll do all that. these massive wrestlers were just walking about in their little speedos and, and like just, we were just hoping that they'd be doing a, a gag with me and the food. And then two of them. Oh, that was a good one, though. Yeah. That was I like do. me when I, when I first got there. I was just like, everyone was like, you shouldn't eat that much. And I'm like, I'll eat whatever I want to. And I'm just grabbing hot dogs, burgers, and everything. All the girls are eating like salads. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, no, I like food. That was perfect. I loved it. Oh, that was it. <laughs> Sorry. It was that one question. You guys. Anyone else? I, I will keep asking then. Yeah. Um, oh. So, how. Um, thank, thank you, everyone, for your. Yeah. Really. <laughs> There you go. Oh, hang on. Are you not using the bathroom? Yeah. Oh, he's off to do a shit. (laughs) Well, hello. Hi. Uh, I had to think of a question really quick because I didn't want to miss this opportunity, but um, I'm Irish, so I'm not from the US. I noticed there's like a different sense of humor in the US than there is in like the UK and Ireland. I think we kind of get each other more. So how do you think American audiences will take to the movie? I think they'll fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> All the screeners you we went to, everyone's literally dying laughing, and I love that. All the crying. You know, we did have to. So there are a couple of the lines. So there's a really good line in it: "Dick me dead, bury me pregnant." And when we'd be filming, Stephen would have to basically measure how many "Dick me deads" each person could get. 
so like if someone said the f word or if someone said dick or it, it would be like a tally so there'd only be a certain amount of fucks and dicks and willies yeah i heard they had to change that yeah just for american audiences yeah because it was fuck me dead marry me yeah you're only allowed like two yeah uh, fuck me dead dead bury me pregnant and, and, America. and the rock wasn't even allowed to say it all that power. That answer your question. <laughs> I'm sorry you. I'm sorry you asked yeah. now. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> uh, sensibilities in comedy. Oh. Internationally. You can answer that one. That Me. The answer to that question. Oh. Uh, I, I, look. Okay. So I mean, I think. I think if you try and dilute or try and th- um, try and second guess what an international audience will like you, you i think you dilute what the thing that it, it is that make people laugh do you know what i mean so i think things i've made in the past comedically that have worked all over the place you just do what makes your mates laugh really and i think i found all over the world there is that gang of people that them feel like what you've made is speaking to them and you directly you know yeah end of answer <laughs> Thanks. So I I would love to to hear what you know your your. Um, <laughs> Let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit bored. Oh. No, I'm joking. Oh whoa! Hey, oh no! This is Zach Zodi. This is my brother. I don't have a question. In fact, I just wanted to uh, talk to you, Jack. Um, that's the first time I've heard you say anything. Um, my sister's told me about all the interviews you've done. But, you know, I just stood there and you just made a six foot three, 18 stone guy cry. Oh. I wanted to make sure that everyone knew here how much I appreciate you playing my character. And oh. there would have been no one else I'd have rather played my character. Thank you so much. And thank you for my, them kind words you just given me. Hey. Mine, thank you. Oh, love. Let them have a moment, yeah. Oh, nice. My dad's going to do the same thing to you. Oh, I hope so. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a nice place to end it. Um, I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank you all for. If you don't know. I, Let's I have a look at a clip. If, if, if there's another question. That's a beautiful moment to end on. So. Uh, One the, more. Jesus, we've flown thousands of miles. There's <laughs> two people at Google wants to ask a question. Ah, three. There we go. <laughs> Hey guys, Darren, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you uh, for so, asking a question. You know, growing up here, the wrestling was very much a part of the popular culture. When I was a kid, there was a breakfast cereals and the Saturday morning cartoons and you know, and uh, I was just curious in the UK, what is it like? Is it is wrestling similar? Is it is it part of the popular culture in the same way it was here? Do you is our wrestling, the American wrestling popular there? Uh, yeah, American wrestling is very popular over there. Actually, that's why we do two tours a year over there. Um, it's, it's pretty successful when we do go. And uh, yeah, British wrestling was a huge thing. We had world of sport growing up and stuff like that. And it was good. Big daddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it's, it's really grown in the last couple of years now. Like there's just indie federations everywhere. And obviously WWE have opened up a performance center, NXT UK over there now. So, um, yeah, it's just as, uh, alive over there as it is here. We're just a very small country. So, uh, obviously there's not as many. I used to watch wrestling on a Saturday morning. It was on for like an hour in the mornings and that was it, you know, and 
there was, as Paige said, a character called Big Daddy and another guy called Giant Haystacks. And they were always, they started off in their own, they were a tag team and then essentially they became enemies. So to watch those two guys going at it, that was my my kind of beginning of wrestling. And it was always, I think maybe, you know, the, the birth of where WAW started in small little halls around the country and it would travel. And the guy who presented it was a guy called Dickie Davis and he was very dapper. And he had like dense, big black hair, but he had like a white streak in it, uh, like the mum at the end of Poltergeist. Uh, so that, yeah, that's where wrestling started for me as well, you know. Yeah, in many ways. I keep trying to think uh, a biopic of their their battle would be a great film, but I keep it keeps getting knocked back. People keep saying, well, it's too British, perhaps, and it wouldn't travel. But I think that's shit. <laughs> Look, we've opened up a gate. <laughs> hey everyone, th thanks for coming. So to go on that question, if you were a fan of wrestling growing up, who was your favorite wrestler and why? Um, can I answer this question? Because I know I've always been a fan of wrestling. Obviously, it's obvious. Um, but uh, I really loved, I don't know how big of wrestling fans you guys are in here, but there's a woman called Borna Kano. And I was a really big fan of hers because she was very different. She was this... Um, really big Asian, just beautiful woman. And she was just so different to the rest of the women in WWE. And that's where I stole one of my wrestling moves apart from Zach's. But, and then uh, also I love Lita because she was very different. And obviously Dwayne, I'll put you over if he's watching. I don't know. And, uh, and Stone Cold, because he just was just a badass dude. He was so amazing. No one else liked wrestling, so. <laughs> uh, I think Stone Cold was one of my favorites. And uh, of the old... English bunch. I I like Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks, but when Kendo Nagasaki, when he when he ran into the ring, he was he was shrouded in like a, a Kendo uh, mask. Uh, he was kind of um, frightening and and mysterious. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for coming. Uh, this question's for Paige. Um, one quick thing, I did want to say that what you've done for women's wrestling has been amazing, and I really appreciate. It. That being said, where do you see it going from here? It's just going to keep getting bigger, I think. Now we have uh, a WWE evolution. I mean, I'm sad that I can't be a part of that um, because of the injury that I had. But, but you started it. But I did start the damn thing, so... Um, <laughs> No, I, I'm just I'm just really happy with where where it's going. We have so many amazing females now that's in the company, and and they're just main event and all these big things like WrestleMania. I never thought that was going to happen, but hopefully it's happening this year. And I just think it's just going to keep just getting bigger. Like we, we women in the WWE are now unstoppable. We're not looked at as a piss break or, or tits and ass anymore. We're looked at as uh, truly uh, serious in ring competitors and uh, no longer divas, but we're superstars, and I love that. Thanks. Hey, thank you. Thank you guys for coming. <laughs> Didn't know if that was working. Um, this is probably mostly for Paige, but it could be for everyone. Uh, you have a moment in the film or in the trailer when you're talking about, hey, you know, don't be the first, or don't be me, be the first you, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering how people develop their personas. You know, how does somebody become a hero or a villain? And that might make more sense, obviously, in wrestling, could also apply to actors, you know, who gets cast as what? How does that work? Right, so... Um when it comes to the WWE, um, you have to you have to try and develop a character. It doesn't matter what it is. Like like we had Hornswoggle who was um, who would dress like a leprechaun. It was it was a, a midget. 
I don't know if that's the right time to say, but um, it, it just, it's like WWE can give you a character like they gave it to him or, or you know. But with me, I create my own character because I was just like the elevated version of myself. You know, I just started screaming a lot and, and being extra pale, I don't know, and, and apparently it works. Um, but... Uh, like with the process you have so much time in NXT that that you can develop a character like they have such a great um center down there where you have promo classes and you have uh teachers that can work with you to try try and help you create something and um but I I think the best way, the character you can have is definitely just you with the base turned up essentially so that personally for me what do you guys think about your wrestling characters <laughs> you okay <laughs> Wait, what are you laughing at? Athena's laughing at Hornswoggling. <laughs> that was his name. Is there does people know who Hornswoggle was? Yeah. One person, I think. Yeah. Oh, and the one at the back. He was Hornswoggle. Are you like <laughs> <laughs> There was also another one called El Torito and he dressed like a little bull. <laughs> we've had some characters. I feel like we've entered another realm. <laughs> <laughs> Not the kind of realm you're thinking about. <laughs> You look so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note, um, the film was going to be in theaters everywhere on February 22nd, so please go see it. And um, you can find out more information at fightingwithmyfamily.movie. So thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback about this or any other episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can visit g.co slash talks at Google slash podcast feedback to leave your comments. To discover more amazing content, you can always find us online at youtube.com slash talks at Google or on our website, google.com slash talks or visit our Twitter handle at Google Talks. Talk soon. <laughs>